0: Today's show is out of this world. We have answers here we can't ignore. What has gotten into you? What are you keeping from us? And it's anchors away. You're <laughs> <in> a <laughs> deckhand right now. No, 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 sit down. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, July 26th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. The Simpsons will kick off season 33 by singing a new tune. Many of them, actually. The long-running Fox animated comedy will present its first-ever all-musical episode the show's producers revealed in a Comic-Con video panel on Saturday. Titled The Star of the Backstage, the September 26th premiere, according to executive producer Matt Selman, is, quote, "...the most musical episode we've ever done. Almost wall-to-wall music. It's like a Broadway musical of an episode with all original songs." In addition, The Good Play star Kristen Bell, who guest starred in a Season 27 episode, will be featured as Marge's singing voice. Taylor Swift marked the one-year anniversary of the release of her Grammy-winning surprise album Folklore by dropping an alternate version of the album's bonus track, The Lakes, now billed as the original version. The song features more elaborate orchestral arrangements, courtesy of producer Jack Antonoff, which Swift ultimately decided to strip out. You can check out the song at EW.com. The end is nigh for The Devil. Lucifer star Tom Ellis and co-showrunners Joe Henderson and Ildi Modrovich revealed during the Fantasy Procedurals Comic-Con at Home panel Saturday that the sixth and final season of the Netflix drama will premiere September 10th. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Three. Now let's set sail with today's show and drop anchor at our number three pick, Below Deck Mediterranean. This week's episode of the Bravo Reality Show slash Class Warfare docuseries is called, let me pronounce this very carefully, Ship Happens. Why is that, you ask? Here is a clip from the episode. Oh, f- What's that? It's a fire alarm. Eat up! Where is it? the f- is that? Okay. Captain, that is not a galley.
1: It's so annoying. As distracting as that is, <laughs> it can't get me away from this table. Why did so that much- go? i so much to go through. No way.
0: Anyone know why the fire alarm went off? Air freshener. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now the whole boat knows.
1: <laughs> it's bad enough to set off a fire alarm on the boat. It's another thing to have to explain it in
0: front of the girl I'm attracted to. But you know what? S- happens. There you have it. Be careful how much air freshener you use on a yacht. Let it never be said that this show isn't educational. Meanwhile, this week, the second charter is coming to a close, and tensions between the crew continue to boil as Chef Matthew takes issue with a request. Elsewhere, Courtney and Lexi bond over familial hardships, while the deckhands bond over their developing crushes. And an insult toward the deck team prompts a strong defense, leaving Katie struggling to keep the peace, and the crew possibly short-handed. Sounds like... Rough waters ahead. It all begins tonight at 9 on Bravo. Let's take a quick trip around the world for this next segment as I welcome EW Digital writer and my partner in crime here at What to Watch, Tyler Aquilina. Hey, Tyler, how's it going? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty well, thanks. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to dive into this with you because uh, it's just a fantastic show. But first, you know, a, as we do here, I have to ask the question properly, what you watching?
1: Yes, so I recently have been watching a lot of Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown. Uh, as you may know, the documentary Roadrunner uh, came yeah. out recently, um, and that kind of got me on a little bit of a Bourdain kick. So that's what I am watching right now.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there are are certainly worse kicks to be on. Uh, His show really kind of revolutionized what, uh, you know, food series and these travelogue series are. Uh, Was this your first time watching or is this kind of a rewatch?
1: You know, I've dabbled uh, in in Mm -hmm. watching. I still haven't watched like the whole series all the way through. But, you know, I've I've picked and chose here and there. And so I, am revisiting some of my favorites while also checking out some new ones. Uh, one that I weirdly had never seen was, uh, there's this one in, I believe season four, where he goes back to Provincetown, Massachusetts, which is where he had his first restaurant job. And, Mm. uh, Actually, b- bought his first bag of heroin. He talks about that in the episode. It's a very oh wow yeah. It, it, it's 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 him kind of looking at the opioid epidemic and how that has affected Massachusetts specifically. It's it's a very you know intimate and and empathetic episode as as many of them are, and that one you know hits especially hard.
0: I. Was not aware of that. And actually, now that you said it, I, I think that's an episode I have probably uh, not seen. But understandable, mm-hmm. you haven't got through all of them because there are uh, 12 seasons yeah. uh, of this show. Another one of the really memorable ones is Anthony Bourdain with President Obama mm-hmm. in Vietnam. Uh, that that episode, of course, got a lot of attention. Have you gotten to that one yet?
1: Oh, yes, yes. Uh, that's, <laughs> you know, kind of a perennial favorite. Um, you know, uh-huh. it's they have kind of a brief conversation, but it is still just a very cool thing to see, you know, President yeah. Obama sitting down with him, they uh, have a meal together in, in this Vietnamese uh, noodle shop. They're mm-hmm. sitting on like these plastic stools, you know, yeah. just a, a great, you know, showcase for how Bourdain could really, you know, establish a rapport with with anybody and, and kind of use food as a way to bring people together. I, I think, you know, he, yeah. he really used that as the great unifier on his shows uh, to kind of jump off of and, and explore a lot of different issues. So that's that's really a great example of that.
0: Yeah, great point. I mean, uh, you know, food is certainly the thing that brings people together. And you said um, something really interesting right there that, uh, you know, how he could establish a rapport with anyone, Mm -hmm. but really also the fact that a president came on his show also shows the kind of respect people have for him and what he does. And I think that also really, uh, you know, shines in this series, too.
1: For sure. Absolutely. You know, I think, I don't know, you you see him just, you know, going from place to place wherever he goes. I think he almost always seems to know someone. I think he kind of has to, you know, just by nature (laughs) of the show, you need someone to kind of show you around. But, you know, he just commanded such respect. And I I think, you know, Mm -hmm. these shows were a really big part of that. You know, he, as I said, was so great at just using this format to explore a lot of different Mm -hmm. things and, and tell these very human stories. You know, he always referred to himself as a storyteller rather than, you know, a journalist or anything like that. So he was really interested in getting to the core of whatever story there was to tell in, in the communities that he was uh, exploring.
0: Well, many others have tried to do what he did. Uh, Some of them are, are very good at it. Just, I don't think anyone will ever match what anthony bourdain did with his show and his his skill and his uh ability to talk about food and like you said command that respect and develop that rapport uh parts unknown i i think is an absolute must watch and if any of you are interested in checking it out uh 12 seasons of it are available to stream on hbo max tyler thanks so much thank you number two now, time to tell you all about our number two pick, The Bachelorette, which has arrived at this season's Men Tell All special. Katie's former suitors will reunite for the first time since New Mexico to talk it out and relive all the drama in front of The Bachelorette, Caitlin and Tasha, and a live and vaccinated, we hope, studio audience. Here's a clip from the episode.
1: Andrew, I know tonight you were extra emotional. Is there anything you would like to say to Katie? Hello, my love. I'm just really thankful for uh, you being able to, you know, create a man out of me in ways I didn't know was possible. So, you know, I know in my heart that uh, everything that we had was super real, and I know what kind of person you are. I know your heart, and I know you're going to be an incredible wife and mother someday. So... Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, it was tough um, watching it back. You know, it's one of those moments where, again, with the what ifs of, like, what if we had more time together? What difference would that have made? Katie, do you have any regrets?
0: If the end of last week's episode was any indication, yeah, she might. Also this week, Katie's relationship with her final four men will be put to the test as hometown dates offer a chance for her to meet the guy's friends and family. And one of the men has an emotional realization about his journey to find love, which leads to a heartbreakingly honest conversation with Katie at the resort. The drama keeps on coming. You can catch The Bachelorette tonight at 8 p.m. on ABC. It's trivia time. A new season of Roswell, New Mexico begins tonight. More on that shortly. But first, a trivia question about its two leads. Janine Mason and Nathan Dean Parsons appear together on what ABC Family series before Roswell? Pretty Little Liars, Bunheads, or Switched at Birth? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to watch will be right back. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings first appeared in print this week in 1954 with the publication of The Fellowship of the Ring on July 29th. The story of the Hobbit Frodo Baggins and his quest to destroy the One Ring created by the Dark Lord Sauron. The epic fantasy would be published in full over the next year and a half, with the release of Volume 2, The Two Towers, and Volume 3, The Return of the King. Early reception was mixed, but The Lord of the Rings eventually became one of the best-selling books in history, with more than 150 million copies sold worldwide. The novel also led to numerous adaptations, including Peter Jackson's Oscar-winning film trilogy and an upcoming series from Amazon Prime. Number one. And now, time for a close encounter with our number one pick... Roswell, New Mexico. The aliens have landed for season three of the CW sci-fi drama, which picks up a whole year after the near-catastrophic events of CrashCon in the season two finale. We find Liz living out her career ambitions as a groundbreaking scientist in a L.A. lab, Maria continuing to experience prophetic visions, and of course, two maxes well, one Max and one Mr. Jones who looks exactly like him, plus an impressive beard. Who exactly is this mysterious stranger? And should we be worried about his intentions for the pod squad? Well, here's a preview. Howdy, partner. No! no! I keep looking over my shoulder hoping that Max is going to show up. Some things are just not meant to be. You. We have answers here we can't ignore. What has gotten into you? What are you keeping from us? My time is almost up. Sounds like there may be trouble ahead for our heroes, possibly courtesy of that bearded Max lookalike. Speaking of Max, is there hope of him finding his way back to Liz after destroying her work and not following her to L.A.? Here's star Janine Mason to weigh in. This
1: season really is about these characters having themselves mirrored to each other so that they are really growing and i think max and liz need some growing and uh he and
0: her ultimately can't do anything but be orbiting each other and we found
1: like so many opportunities to have just beautiful language around like the cosmic element of their connection and and that but then in their personal growing are going
0: like is this our decision though Ooh, intriguing. The new season of Roswell, New Mexico lifts off tonight at 8 on the CW. And now the answer to today's trivia question. Janine Mason and Nathan Dean Parsons appeared together on what ABC Family series before Roswell? Pretty Little Liars, Bunheads, or Switched at Birth? Let's not dance around the answer. It's Bunheads. Mason and Parsons both appeared on the short-lived dramedy from Gilmore Girls creator Amy Sherman Palladino. And we still miss it. Edited and produced by Joshua Heller. Hosted and produced by Jared Hall. And executive produced by Shayna Naomi Crockmall and Carly Usdin.